as the world burns, this is your latest episode <laughs> of, okay, we've actually had like three or four sessions trying to do episodes three and four. You know, we, we got like maybe three fourths of episode three done um, before this very surprising thing happened where we took this like left turn <laughs> into a debate that we would like continue to have for like the next several sessions. And, you know, it's weird because all things are connected. That's the hard part about trying to program, I think, a show like this because it's so improvisational. It's so much related to like what's happening in the world and everything is, there's so much happening from week to week. So I'm, I'm trying to schedule like the topics that we're talking about leading up to the election and then like what we can talk about after the election. And then of course, like everything is happening, you know? And so it's been really interesting. I've had a couple conversations with you about it. I've had a couple conversations with Jody about it. I've talked to a couple of friends and I've also talked to um, a couple of the patrons too. Um, some of, we have a Patreon, I should say. This is your little ad for the Patreon. It's Patreon for my production company, which I started, I've been meaning to start for a while. Whoa, backing up. I think I should just say, this is Emily. Hello. <laughs> And um, I have been meaning to start a production company because I am developing a TV show and a couple other things and um, had thought about doing a podcast before doing this podcast. So now we have a Patreon um, to support the production company, which is, you know, producing this podcast that you're now listening to. So the Patreon is for Emily Stat Strong because I am Emily Stat Strong and my production company is Stat Strong Productions. I checked in with a couple of our patrons about this as well because a couple of them are artists or and or have known me for a long time. We thought it would be a good time maybe to release some bonus episodes. So um, the first bonus episode was an interview with my um, childhood friend. Courtney Tierra, who just wrote a book. And I hope you guys all enjoyed um, that episode and getting to know uh, Courtney a little bit. She's kind of amazing. And um, this episode that you're about to hear is a behind the scenes episode. I thought it was a good time to share some stuff that is funny or cute or shows something about sort of like our process of putting together the show, but would otherwise not make it into an episode because of time. Jody telling us about a dream he had and my conversations with Sarah about sort of the importance of the work that she does for our show. And then also, of course, Noelle got to participate in an episode of her favorite podcast recently. So she's going to tell us about that. So all of these bits and pieces are a little scattered, but I hope that you'll enjoy them as sort of glimpses of the, the people and the process of making this podcast. Civics, y'all. A political conversation for all of us. So I had a dream the other night um, with my 10th grade civics teacher in it. And we met up somewhere. I, I, I wasn't, it wasn't like her class, but we met up somewhere. And she was like very disappointed in me because she heard the first episode. And I didn't remember her name. <laughs> Her actual name is Miss Cola, and I think in the first episode, I called her Miss Nola, so I, I don't know, I called her something else, but her name is Miss Cola, and she was, like, very upset with me in the dream. I apologized in the dream, and now I'm apologizing 
in real life since she obviously listens to the podcast. Sorry, Miss Cola. Hey, it's Sarah. When I was living in New Orleans, the question would come up pretty regularly, where did you go to high school? And I never had a good answer for it because I was a transplant. I'm from Oakland, California. And uh, I realized that this was a question that was going to come up again and again. Um, And so I started to really pay attention when people answered and what they said and what that meant to kind of the psychogeography of New Orleans and how we conceive of place and neighborhood and how folks talk about where they went to school and where they grew up. And so when Jadi was talking about his civics teacher, who he had that dream about, um, and then I heard Emily's friend Maurice talk about his civics teacher, and a bell kind of went off in my head that it was the same person. So I immediately texted Jadi and Emily, and here's how the thread went. I said... (laughs) Oh my god, am I the first or last to realize that Maurice had the same civics teacher as Jadi? Miss Cola? And then Jadi said, oh for real, Maurice went to 35. And I said, evidently. (laughs) And I said, I suppose the only logical conclusion is to make a tribute episode to Miss Cola that begins with your dream. So, that's what we did, obviously. Ha! Mrs. Cola touched a lot of lives. Also, during Jody's first speech about becoming a lawyer, I honestly couldn't tell it wasn't me talking. Hi, Maurice. Hello, Emily. <laughs> I'm like looking at you while you're you're in an interesting location. You're not in New Orleans right now. Where are you at? I'm in the Renee Grisham house, also John Grisham's house. <laughs> and that's in Oxford, Mississippi? Yes. So, you know, I have these two questions that I ask everybody and that I've asked you before. Um, so the first one is, um, what do you remember about learning civics in school? For a lot of people, it's not called civics. Um, it kind of varies when, how old they are when they, when they learn civics. So how old were you? Like what grade were you in? Was it called civics or something else? Oh, that was so long ago because I'm, I'm an old person now. But I feel like it must have been my freshman or sophomore year. I was definitely at McDonald 35 in New Orleans. Go Ron Eagles. And it was Miss Cola's class. She taught us was probably called civics. And I remember being happy to be in that class because she was so engaged. She was somebody who would go deep into the text and give us a lot of context and subtext for everything. Very nice teacher, very, very fun class. And I recall one time she had, um, she had a cold, so she had to talk really high and we kept making fun of her and she just took it so well. She didn't get mad at us at all for making fun of her really high voice. But the school was great because it was the kind of school where because the student body was like 99% black and the professors, the teachers were like, like 85 or 90% black. They gave us context regardless of the class. So whether I was in a math class or an English class or a science class, they would often say things about American history, about being black in America that I would never hear anywhere else. And so it's almost like every part of that experience was being in civics and getting American history and getting the kind of things that frankly, you don't even get like in, you know, Harvard or Yale, even if you're paying, you know, $80,000 a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Since the first time you and I talked um, for this project, we've since learned that my podcast partner, Jadi, also went to Madonna 35 and had the same teacher, Mrs. Cola, as you. 
but he also became a lawyer. So you, like both of y'all became a lawyer. Do you think there was any sort of magic in Mrs. Cola's class that sort of encouraged y'all or let y'all know that that was like a realm you could, you could enter or like, you know, gave you the keys to that, to that sort of career? Well, she definitely fostered a thirst for knowledge. She showed us how important it was to pay attention in class and to read the books and to have questions about what was in the text. And, you know, frankly, she was so down to earth. I just, she really exemplified for me that citizen spirit. Like, it's not about being like a professor of civics. It's about just being a citizen who, who, asks, the right, who asks the right questions about American history. And so she made it natural. And I think that by the time I chose to go to law school, you know, asking questions was, was second nature. And she was definitely a part of that learning process for me. I kind of feel like I've, I've got a lot to thank Mrs. Cola for by association because in a big way, um, I kind of started my adult relationship with politics because of you, because you would needle me. You would ask me questions. Um, you'd be like, well, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And I'd be like, oh, I can't even think about that. It's just all so crooked, you know, and I'd say dismissive things like, you know, like that's not for me or like who can even pay attention to that? Or I don't, I don't even remember what I used to say, but I used to just get so annoyed with you because you'd be like talking to me about, you'd be trying to talk to me about politics as if it was like, Hey, did you see that game? And I'd be like, I don't care about that game. <laughs> but like, as I've come to realize I have to care about that game because that game is our life and, uh, and how, you know, so much of it affects us on a daily basis. And so now I'm the one coming to you being like, Hey, Maurice, what do you think about this? And you're like, I'm not even thinking about that right now. I got a book that just came out. <laughs> I'm torn with my book, I'm thinking about something else. And I'm like, but, but I need to talk to you about this. <laughs> well, you know what they say, Emily, each one teach one. And Miss Cola taught me and Jody, and I guess in a strange way, we uh, gave you some knowledge and you're giving it back to me. Yeah. So thank you, Miss Cola, for, uh, for everything you taught all of us at this point. It's really funny when like listening back to me and like Jadi or me and Noel and like there'll be like these pauses and then like we'll laugh and like we're clearly responding to like something you said. <laughs> I know it's really awkward. <laughs> well it's only awkward because um like I can never remember like all of the funny things you said but there's been a lot of times where I'm just like man Sarah's really funny you know or um now I'm speaking like consciously, like as if this will include this, um, because you really are like a huge part of the show, but you're like kind of this like unheard for the most part, part of the show. And then if people heard like a little bit of the raw footage and they heard like me and Jody, and then like long pause, laugh, you're right, Sarah, you know, and like, and I'm like, and I will never remember what Sarah was right about. Because... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I know. And I, it's a more comfortable role for me to be behind the scenes and invisible. Um, but that said, I did feel like, um, what was it? The Jewish socialist summer camp bit was pretty funny. <laughs> Where Jadi's like, I win. And I'm like, no, it's a tie because I'm a Jewish socialist. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a really good one. I was so exhausted at the end of that recording session, but then Jody's like, I win. And I was like, we needed to talk about that. Right. <laughs> um, and, and then you brought up the Jewish socialism. Yeah, you're like, I just got a second win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you said you won, and I'm I'm ready to keep fighting now. <laughs> well, and like, when we interviewed um, Megan and Malcolm, 
well, in that sense, we were, we were recording on Zoom, which we don't usually. So there was like the chat function. When we asked Malcolm, and I remember what the question was, we asked him, like, do you have any like political ambitions, basically? Like, do you want to do you want to get involved in politics? And that was your question. And um, well, in that first conversation that you and I had, you know, like our friend David connected us and I was like, here's what I'm thinking. And you're like, cool. And then like, and then you just kind of dived in and like, that's kind of like always what I want to hear. Like when I have like a project that involves other people is like that sort of diving in. Um, and I think from that moment, like saying it out loud and then having you receive it and sort of like, even from the get go, sort of like building upon it. Yeah. I mean, you're baked in, you're baked into the show, I think. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's been amazing. I mean, no one has, you know, been so considerate and like, I don't know, just thoughtful about incorporating the producer into all the steps of the process. So I just appreciate that about you. Hey guys, so let me tell you about my favorite podcast. The one that really got me into this whole thing is a show called The Dollop. The co-hosts are two comedians, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. It's American history and improvisational comedy, and every week I laugh and I learn something new. Fairly early in their playlist, you'll find an episode about our Louisiana former governor, Huey Long, and it's pretty freaking great. I sent the suggestion to Dave Anthony that maybe they should look at doing a follow-up on his brother, Earl Long. Not only did he say that Earl had been on his radar, they actually used my research for the episode, which is The Dollops episode 444, for those who might be interested in listening. Louisiana politics are so bizarre and interesting, and they really captured the strange dual nature of the Long Dynasty. Also, after the general awfulness of this year, hearing my name mentioned at the end of the episode during the sources list was really special even if Dave does mispronounce my name and call me Noel. But if you've listened to The Dollop, you know that isn't surprising. Dave Anthony has learned a lot from reading, so I'm going to just call it good luck. Thanks for listening to Civics, y'all. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Next time, join us for a conversation about checks and balances. Oh, that'll be interesting.